everyone, this is Kate McGaw, founder and CEO of Arclight Agile. I'm a certified Scrum trainer and I'm passionate about training leadership agility. And welcome to our podcast. And I'm Ryan Smith. I'm a certified Scrum master and a certified product owner. And our topic today is the power of influence. The power of influence. So when Kate brought this topic to me, I sort of said, what? So what do you mean by the power of influence? <laughs> well, I am really talking about leading from the trenches, leading with influence. Traditionally, when we think of people in power, people leading, they have a title. So there are senior executives or they have the expertise or a subject matter expert and they get their power that way. But we find that when someone leads from a position of power and then they leave an organization, that power sort of diminishes and it leaves with them. Whereas if we can get leaders to lead with influence, it's longer lasting. The influence endures long after they go. And I think that the key thing here is as scrum masters, we're expecting our scrum masters to lead but they don't have the title. They don't have the power. Therefore, we need to help our scrum masters understand how to lead with influence. And I think that's one of the key things that scrum masters are continually working on because they don't have the title. They're not the HR manager for the team members. Um, they don't have direct reports, but they're the coach, they're the mentor, they're accountable for making sure the team is working well together. So they're doing all of that with influence. So to me, it's it's an interesting topic. There have been quite a lot of, of um, talks at some of the global gatherings about leading from the trenches and things like that. And, and this is what we're trying to do as Scrum Masters. Yes, because as Scrum Masters, we have a weird role. Yeah. And and I think a lot of organizations, if you said to them, you need to hire X number of coaches or each team gets a coach, they would kind of go like, what? What are you talking about? Nobody needs a coach. But we really do. And you need somebody to translate between product and the team and to coach, mentor, protect like yep. it is a very critical role. As I always say, it's not a fun term for project manager. It's a, there's a little bit of overlap in that Venn diagram, but a lot of it is just completely different. Um, and it's a softer skill and it's a, it's a, how do I keep, keep things rolling? So you say that this comes up a lot and folks talk about it. I know I have my tips and tricks for influence. Some may be good, some may be bad. Um, what do you think are some of the ways that you can lead from the trenches and that you can influence without that power? I, I think a lot of it comes back to having, we call it a great mindset. We've got a good attitude. If it's, in, it's showing enthusiasm, it's positivity, it's no matter what is going on, being that upbeat, don't, come on team, we can get it. We may not get it all done, but that's okay. So things are going to go wrong, 
but it's it's that position always being the one with the attitude to help support the team through that. And not so, being a Pollyanna about it. Like no. we're not saying rah, 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 but we're saying, again, it's not life and death. We're typically we're building a thing. Yep. Everything can sort of be resolved or negotiated or sorted out. The worst thing that happens is we don't meet our sprint goal. And that's that's not being a Pollyanna. That's not being, you know, but I think you're right. I think that being that positive problem solver, I think problem solving goes hand in hand with that. Or like somebody yeah. who says, this will be okay. Here's how we're going to get out of it. Yeah, and we, we can retrospect, got it in again, we can retrospect <laughs> later on um, what, what, what went wrong. But at the end of the day, we've got to have something to show for the sprint. So how can I support you? And this is, is another thing is that leading without a title is basically consistently being supportive. You're um, working with your team, you're clearing roadblocks for your team, you're adding value to your team, you're you're always looking very much for this true leadership, this servant leadership. You are there to continually say, what can I do for you? How can I better support you? And, and that goes a long way in um, building influence because we we don't we don't have the title to command influence but we will influence we always say influence is granted so your team will grant you the ability to influence them if they respect you if you've got the mindset if you're supportive you're flexible you clear roadblocks all of those types of things are going to help the amount or the way that you can influence without actually being a manager for them. I think that's great. Okay. So what else? So we have great, great mindset. Number one, what else? Uh, we've got consistently supportive. Is that, is that, that's separate from a great mindset is consistently yeah. supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like it. L number three, learn to be flexible. So we've we've talked about if we're trying to to make sure we have made an impact, we're wanting to stand out, but we have got to be willing to try new things. We've got to be willing to be flexible. It's it's we we can't have a scrum master who says no, I'm not going to try that. I've, I've tried it before; it never works. Mm -hmm. We can't mm -hmm. have someone who's stubborn. We're looking mm -hmm. for someone who is wants to succeed they're influential but they are willing to listen to other people they're willing to try new things they're making it safe for their team to try new things so back to the concept of psychological safety we're learning to be flexible and supporting our team um, when they're also being flexible yeah and i think that's an important one um i talked you know, a lot of times you hear people, they come in and, and Scrum Masters can do this too. We can also be, well, at my last company, I did this. Yeah. You know, my old girlfriend, she was like this. My old boyfriend, he was like this. We can't be that way because each organization is going to be a little bit different and they may not be ready for that. And you yeah. have to meet them on their journey and help them figure out what works for them. Yeah. So I know I work at that sort of consistently 
And I don't, I try not to impose my will because yeah. that is a way of not being open. That's just saying, this is what's going to work. Go do just do what my old company did. We were super successful. You know, it's like, that's not great because the team dynamics are different. Lots of things will be different. Some things will work, some things won't. So yeah, I think we have to be flexible as well. I think that's super important. Okay. I think building off that one, there's another one, which is while we've got to be flexible, we've also got to be creative. So we've got to be continually looking for, are there ways we could do this differently? Could we be more successful if we do it that way? What do we need to tweak? How can we make it easier for our team? How can we make it easier for our customers and our end users? So if if we as scrum masters or, or leaders are continually looking for ways to be creative and support teams, support stakeholders, that's another way that's going to help build influence. You're, you're seen as, well, that Scrum Master has some really creative um, retrospective ideas or really creative ways to deal with daily, daily Scrum or daily stand-up. Let's go talk to them. Yeah, and that's that's one that it is hard because you also want to fall into the the groove into the ruts and it can be hard to think up new and different ways of doing things i mean i you try and collect things you know you try to have like a little kit and you, yeah. you can sort of pull things out but you know it can be hard i think that's one of the reasons i find retrospective so difficult because i want to make them new and different and there's just only so many activities you can do that like now I have to do them remotely that translate well to that remote nature. And it's, it's just, it feels like you spend a lot of time and then maybe it pays off and maybe it doesn't, or maybe it's like a dinner you spent an hour cooking and you eat in five minutes and you're just like, yeah. all that energy. Maybe, but, I'm just going to say, maybe I need to come in and facilitate one of your remote. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you should. Um, but it is cre- being creative is, mm-hmm is it, it takes a lot of energy and you yeah. need to be, yeah. I, but being creative, it, I find that it to be a lot of uh, my job as a scrum master is yeah. thinking up new ways to present information, thinking up new ways to motivate the team or solutions to the problems I see or, and I, and I let me take that back. I don't tell them what to do. I say, here are some options. Yeah. You know, here are some suggestions. They don't have to be what you guys ultimately do. But if we're looking for a solution, here's three or four. My philosophy is it's not enough to complain about a problem. You have to have a couple solutions in your back pocket. They may not ultimately be the one that gets picked, but at least we started from a constructive point rather than looking at each other and be like, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? It's just like, here's three options. Yeah. Boom, maybe this will spark the conversation. Yeah, and I think one of the things we forget about when we talk about being the creative one is the ability to ask the team, which is, you know Mm -hmm. what? Our retrospectives are getting a bit stale. Go do some research online, find a retrospective that you like, and you can facilitate it next time. Now, some developers are going to hate that. (laughs) Some, Some might enjoy it, but... The other thing with one of our most underutilized um, 
resources of information are other scrum masters. Yes. Because we, we got to get better at working together and learning. Hey, I find this. Have you tried this? And, and it's a great resource of, of information. And you would hope within an organization that there would be that sort of, I mean, I like the Spotify model of the guilds, the tribes, the, you know, that mm -hmm. there would be that sort of, no, all the scrum masters are coordinating. All the product yeah. owners are coordinating. Yeah. The front end devs, the back end devs, the, you know, like that there is that sort of cross pollination. And yeah. I do look to people to, you know, I share things and I look to them like what's working for you guys or what's a good activity. I'm kind of stuck. But yeah. yeah, you 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 should talk to other people. Or that's why I like going to conferences. Yeah. Because it's just yeah. like, oh, have you tried this? It's like, no, I haven't even heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about conferences is leaving with all of more tools from, oh, I need to try this and this and this. That to me is a is a good event when I leave with more stuff. I think I like leaving conferences because then I don't feel like I'm a crazy person. I, it's full of crazy people. No, it's full of people <laughs> that when I go, this is what, am I doing the right thing? And people, like I'm at a table full of people and they go, yeah, yeah that's exactly what we all do. And I'm like, okay, great. Because my organization is starting to make me feel like I'm a lunatic. Well, it's funny because people in class invariably are sort of, what was your takeaway? Oh, everyone's just as messed up as we are. Or everyone's yes. having exactly the same challenges yeah. as well, we are. We all work at the yeah. same company. We all yeah. work at the same company. And and, and and it's just, it's no different. Nobody's special. We're all dealing with the same stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and, but as like, I have been the only sort of agile person trying to implement agile at organizations. And it can be very lonely because people are yeah. like, well, you're going to fix all this and you're going to make us agile. And you're like, and so like when I go to a conference, it's very recharging to me yeah. to, to get ideas, to hear people talking and having different perspectives because if you're just by yourself, you can get very locked into your way of thinking if nobody yeah. around you is supporting you. Yeah. So that, that I find conferences is a good way to recharge my creativity, yeah. to bring that back around to the topic. Absolutely. I, that's why I missed over the, the, the pandemic was I wanted to go to Conference X or, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, let's go to Denver or Austin or wherever it's going to be. And then I can meet people and- yeah. Some of the, the great ideas I've had have been at conferences. You're like, oh. Yeah, and I think a lot of the conferences this year, certainly the, the Scrum Gathering in Portland, is going to have two. It's going to be in person, but it will also have remote sessions as well. So that you can meet people virtually or in person, depending whether you're you're willing and able to travel or whether you don't want to, you still get the connection. And I think they've got so much better with offering the remote conferences. So people have a choice. I mean, I'll, I'll probably do both. I mean, I'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But I think I think it's good to have that. But yeah, absolutely, it, it's where the the creativity comes in. Right. Okay. So number four was get creative. What's next on your list? Be dependable. Let mm. people know that they can count on you. You are going to be accountable. Um, you're going to stand by them. You're going to protect them. They're your team. You're there to protect them, help them remain focused, but they've got to know that they can trust you. So uh, trust and being able to count on you um, is going to 
definitely increase your ability to influence yes your team but also outside your team if your product owner knows that they can trust you they're going to talk about that at the product management meetings and things like that so that's something that if you can build that credibility um is going to go well beyond just your team yeah i find that this is so key to my success as a scrum master is getting people to trust yeah. to know that and again maybe that's part and parcel of not having the bequeathed power but coming in and showing people in the same way yeah. that the scrum team is going to show that we're going to be successful sprint after sprint and the business will let us do our thing i have to come in and show people that when i say i am your advocate i am your resource i am your coach i am your mentor i'm going to always back you i'm yeah. going to always be there to whatever you need i'm going to be there i always say to my teams like listen i won't ask you to do anything i wouldn't do so yeah. if we have to stay late i'll stay late i might just yeah. be getting you pizza or yeah. you know but like i'm going to be here with you it's yeah. like like okay you guys are gonna work late i'm gonna i'll go home call me if there's a problem it's like no, yeah. no I'm, I'm here with you yeah or like i will go talk to that person i will make this thing go away you yeah. and and that that trust and credibility like once you get it yeah and you you see that they're like ryan's the guy ryan will protect yeah. us the video i like to share around there's one on youtube i think it's called the expert Mm -hmm. And it's sort of a designer, his project manager, the CEO of the company, the client, and the client's creative person. And they go, we're very excited about this project. And here's what we, and they explain, they're like, we want seven perpendicular lines. And the developer's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, how are seven lines perpendicular? And they're all looking at him like he's a crazy person. <laughs> and the project manager sort of turns on him and is like, whoa, 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 hear them out. And I've mm -hmm. shared that at organizations and my developers have all said, yeah, but that's not you. You would never do that to us. You, yeah. It would never be them by themselves against everybody. It would be me and them against, it's like, listen, I'm going to back your play. Yeah. You tell me what you need and I'll always back it up. Like, yeah. And so when you, you just have to go be, be that person that they see is dependable. And it's, I think yeah. it's so crucial to, the success of the scrum master and the success of that team because then yeah. they trust yeah yeah great yeah be dependable i like it and what else would i think there's a sixth yeah um the sixth one is is i, I like to think about it as as being able to celebrate so we've got to celebrate when things are done but we've got to make sure that we're giving credits to the members of the team. I mean, we, we've talked in the past about who does the demo at the sprint review. Our team members should be demoing the work because they get they they should be given the credit for mm -hmm. the work they have done during the sprint. So we always want to make sure that the, the scrum master is successful when they're not out in the forefront. The scrum master is successful when the team is consistently delivering their product or service, they're demoing it to the customers, and the scrum master is there to help them be as productive as they can. It's not the scrum master standing up and saying, hey, this is 
this is my team, look what my team has done. It's the team standing up saying, hey, look at what we've done. Mm-hmm. And the scrum master is there as the servant leader to support them. So they're never taking credit for something they didn't do. Mm-hmm. And they just, to me, they're the backbone of the team. And and I agree 100%. And that's why like I like to start retros off with, you know, singling somebody out and saying you know they pushed this project over the line or they yeah you know that this was in trouble and they got it over the line and they worked all weekend like who was the hero of the sprint like spread that around or just call out people for what they did like i know you jumped in and helped prepare a program with so and so and you really want to you know but as a scrum master i that's again i think what makes the situation for scrum masters so dangerous is that we don't really we build a team but that's a very ephemeral thing we're not coding we're not queuing we're not like we're not really producing the product but yet we're important so i don't really get credit for those things i i i will take credit for i actually never kind of take credit for any of this stuff it's just like the successful sprint that's all on the developers Feature yeah. X, that's on the developers. Like, I really have, if I'd ever take any credit, it's as part of the team. Yeah. It's yeah. A, as I always say, it's a, it's a team sport. Yeah. You know, we yeah. succeed or fail together. And yeah. I'm never going to cut off. And again, to the dependable point, I'm never going to say, well, you guys failed. It's just like, no, no, no. Yeah. This sprint failed. That's on all of us. Yeah. You know, it's not just on you front end devs or you back end devs or, you know, it's on the team and I am part of the team. What can we do better? So yeah, you do need to be able to celebrate. I agree completely. And, and I I loved something you talked about, about appreciation at the start of the, the retrospective. I also like to do general appreciations at the end. So the team is appreciating each other. So Mm -hmm. is there anyone you want to appreciate in the last sprint? So we put it on post-it notes or we shout it out because that's giving everyone giving credit to everyone when credit's due. And I've done that. I, you know, that's one that I've, I'm on a really small team right now, but I've done that yeah. with bigger teams where it's just like, or I've, I've created that space to like, who do you want to give kudos to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like, and that that's where the developer's like, you know, I was really stuck on this bug and so-and-so I, I showed it to them and they helped me out and we worked together for like two hours. And yes, being able to, you know, reflect upon those because everybody likes to get the stroke. Yeah. Everybody likes to be called out and thanked and yeah, everybody enjoys it. It's, it's, it's just, it's a human thing. It's that we kind of need it. So yeah, being able to celebrate, I think sometimes we, again, if we get kind of locked in, we can forget to stop and say, Hey, so-and-so really appreciate it. And then how can we, how can you guys pass that along to each other? Cause everybody everybody does something that's worth calling out yeah absolutely all right so we have let's just go through sort of our our list uh we got great mindset consistent yep. supportive learn to be flexible you've got to be creative be dependable and being able to celebrate yeah i think i think those are all 
really key to the success of a scrum master because the scrum master is just we're a weird position like i said mm -hmm. you're yeah. not developing i've had orgs be like do not get in there like this is not your role we need yeah. you yes you could be a developer but you're not you just have yeah. to do this and as a scrum master i'm like i'm not telling you what to do i don't want yeah. anybody else telling you what to do so it can put you in that weird position where you're like you are just a weird cheerleader in many ways but yeah, I mean, you, you're the servant leader. I mean, we're back leader. to this concept again. You, your entire role as a scrum master is to clear roadblocks, serve your team, and help them be as productive and successful as they can. And when I think they come to you, even as a sounding board, I know that yeah. that's when I feel like when people come to me and they're like, I'm stuck. Okay, yeah. great. Glad you yeah. came to me. Yeah. You know, glad you know that this is my job is to be that person for you. Yeah, to make your life easier. Make your life easier. All right. Well, if there's one big takeaway from the power of influence, what do you think it is? Um, it's continually learning new ways to support your team. So your influence continues to get more and more. Because then the more influence you have, the easier it's going to be to do your job. And the more influence you have, the more it spreads throughout the organization, other teams, other departments, and things like that. Perfect. I love it. Thank you for joining us today. You will find us on Twitter at Arclight Agile. You will also find us on LinkedIn at forward slash Arclight Agile. So share your thoughts with us on this episode and send us any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future.